The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Media Match, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Media Match, Thursday, let's ride. (laughs) We've got Bobby Belt. Insider for 105.3 The Fan with an awesome shirt on, Phi Slamma Jamma. Yes. For all you young kids, that's a uh, basketball team that's going to be coming to the Big 12 next year. Coached by Kelvin Sampson of the Houston Cougars, fellow UNC Pembroke alum, my boy <laughs> Kelvin Sampson. He is John Mishota of The Athletic. Man, I don't think I don't, that's a I don't, current I don't, I don't, I don't even want to hear it, so just leave me alone. I'm in a bad place on that particular I'm topic. Sure you so are, thank man. you. You guys gonna uh, win a game again or that's sports illustrated curse, man. It's killing it. Damn. And we got Jane Slater of NFL Media. I'm merely new Scrux to help facilitate the conversation here. Um Machota, you and I may watch them talk like we watched Clarence yeah. and Nick talk, so you know, yesterday. So we may have that going on I'm here. I'm fine with that. Uh practice report here. Um who's missing? I don't have an updated one yet. Okay. But Mike it McCarthy said this morning. Yeah, Mike McCarthy said this morning that there's probably gonna be some other guys added to that illness list. Mm-hmm. Uh, that includes Trayvon Diggs and Michael Gallup, who did not practice today. They are gonna take part though in some meetings virtually. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like they're still dealing with that bug a little bit. Um, that they he, won't specify. Right, yeah. Yeah, I was <laughs> I say, and he it. won't tell. Is it COVID or not? I don't know. I mean, we don't know. Okay, who who in the NFL? I could be wrong. I'm not following all. Other 31 teams, but who in the NFL is saying COVID now? Uh, it's COVID free. It's COVID free, baby. Everybody made it. Was, it you every, just, you everybody made it through the playoffs. Every, every single playoff Super, game, Super Bowl, Super Bowl all that. None of I just think that everybody anymore. is kind of nuts. Everybody doesn't anymore. exist anymore. Everybody right. sees a robot That's all. But you know what? You know what? You know what's a thing here though? Some Tussin. It's not think, even the name brand. I think people <laughs> are assuming that every one of these is COVID because it's being kept on on this like low low thing. But I don't. I think some are. But I think a lot of them are a flu. I'll, I'll say I know I like I had it. I, I missed the Minnesota trip because I got the flu. And like I, I will say, and I know this is the the, the common like uh, it's going around. But it really is. The flu has been going around. I yeah, know sure. so many. It I know a the, dozen people. I know a dozen people who have had it lately. I had a friend that literally passed out from it a couple of uh, weeks ago. It's pretty scary. So it's people forgot about the flu, but we were wearing the mask. And I don't know about. I wouldn't recommend this. I mean, I'm no doctor, but my doctor told me last year it was safe to do my booster shot plus the flu shot. Wouldn't recommend. <laughs> I was you about felt as sick bad? as I've ever been. <laughs> um, there's some positive, though, injury news, I feel like, especially from McCarthy's press conference You don't want to keep talking about vaccines and stuff? Uh, sure. Okay, um, but, but, but before we get back to that, um, Anthony Barr sounds like he's good to go. Like, he'll be able to play this Sunday, and that kind of surprised me uh, because that hamstring injury that he re-aggravated – a week ago, so you have Anthony Barr. Looks like he'll be back. We saw Tyron Smith out there again. He continues to look like he's getting closer. Um, J. Ron Curse, you know, he had the shoulder injury in that game on Thursday. Looks like he's going to be back. So I don't know that there's the injury issues as much as it's the illness issue. Here's a question I have. So if Anthony Barr can go and he does go, does Tack McKinley play this week? Good question. I don't um, think so. Who's he filling in for? Basham. All those snaps Terrell Basham was getting? <laughs> All eight of them or that's whatever what, it was? That's, that's what I'm asking because I thought, okay, you know, Tack probably gets gets to come up this week, but now you'd say Barr's g- going to be good to go. Yeah. So, you know, who, who's up and who's down? Doesn't that just inactivate a linebacker, though? 
that that has more impact directly on the linebacker group, I would think. So that would have somebody else down from that group. But I, the the thing I'm more interested in with the bar thing is what it's going to do to Damone Clark and you know how that rotation changes out and how they uh, choose to play that. Because when Anthony Barr first went down and they have Damone Clark play just like eight snaps against Green Bay, I think they saw when Micah Parsons got neutralized essentially in that game that they're like, okay, we can't have that happen again. So even though we don't want to necessarily play Damone Clark a ton of snaps coming off this injury, uh, we're going to have to do it. We're, we, we, we can't just take Micah Parsons out of the pass rush plan like that. And so he's played a lot of snaps at linebacker. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Uh, I think you can see a lot of the raw natural ability that intrigues them, but he's still – Kind of finding his sea legs Rookie. a little bit, yeah. But but I I will say that I feel like, Anthony, you know, it's, it, it hasn't been that much more consistent with Anthony Barr this year either. Sometimes it's looked really good, sometimes it's looked really bad, and so I, I'll just be interested to see how they approach that rotation. James, cosine. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> One of the other things that come out of uh, the locker room in McCarthy this morning was him talking about how yesterday was a bad practice. It just wasn't very good. Yes. And Dak said today that. Um, he he said that today's practice was was much better, but I thought the interesting part was him saying that after yesterday's practice ended, what Mike McCarthy said to the group in the huddle, he said might be the the best speech that he's given to him this year. Just they just practiced poorly, and he called them all out for it, players and coaches, for the way it was. And you know, Dak and a lot of these other veteran players on the team like to see that because. Let's be honest, they're playing well right now. You're about to play a Colts team that everybody thinks you should beat. The next few games are, are going to be like that. You can easily look ahead, like we talked about yesterday, to the Eagles game. Dak even talked about that today, how you have to avoid doing that because if you if you do stuff like that, that's how you're going to lose a game against a bad team. What stands out to me, too, is sometimes I wonder if – I'm not calling Mike soft on the players, but he does give them a lot of time to spend with their families – you know, during the bye week, he gave them the full week off. That doesn't typically happen with a lot of teams. They'll give them, like, what, Thursday to Sunday to basically come back. Guys took vacations, and then they came back against the Packers and laid an egg, right? Am I wrong on the timing on that? Packers was right after the bye, right? Uh, yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, they laid an egg. And then here we are after a long week. It felt like that Giants game was forever ago. They had all that time to rest, hang out with their families. They come back, and they sort of have this lethargic practice and they're playing a team that you I mean just kind of like the Packers you were overlooking the Packers because they had come off what five straight losses yeah heading into that game yep and now you've got the 471 Colts who fell apart had three timeouts on their final drive in the final minute of the game so can you imagine if the Cowboys had the last two games they did and then against this Colts team the Colts decide that they're going to catch fire I don't see it happening but we didn't think the Packers were going to catch fire I mean Matt Ryan's no Aaron Rodgers but I'm just saying, like, sometimes I feel like this team can rest on their laurels. And we keep talking about the focus, and we can get into the penalties at some point. We keep talking about the focus, but I feel like the focus really lacks when they're playing some of these teams that feel like, on paper, they should handily beat. Well, and Micah said— uh, What's was, that look for? Why are you giving me that look, Nui? Micah's— I'm, I'm listening. You're not used to a man just sitting here listening at you, <laughs> staring intently into your brown eyes? Never. <laughs> okay? <laughs> That's what I'm doing, Jane. I'm, I am, You're engaging. I'm engaging. I'm listening. My, Micah said yesterday that, uh, you know, they they know that pretty consistently, though, that's one of the challenges they face is that they're going to get every team's best shot generally because it's like, you know, every team can easily get up for the Cowboys. And so, you know, they, they've got to have that that focus and lockdown. And that's one of the things Dak talked about today with that practice that, that when they had issues yesterday was that he said it wasn't even necessarily an issue of like, 
their their energy. He's like, guys were like flying around. Guys, guys were energetic. He's like, I just don't know that the focus was there. And so that that's got to be the thing that they they really zero in on is just making sure that they're focused. I think that's what we've all said has been a lot of their issues with some of these penalties. They feel like focus penalties sometimes, um, or or you know when you have these issues with drops, they feel like focus drops. And so maybe that's that that's something that they've just identified as like, hey, we've really got to lock in on on our focus. Sometimes the energy's great, the the effort's great, but the the focus isn't always there. And I feel like when we talk about a lot of this accountability stuff that Micah Parsons has referenced and even Dak, I said to him, how do you get these guys locked in? Like, what are you doing to get these guys to focus? And we were having a conversation about the penalties. He said, I can only do so much. You know, like I don't go home to a wife and kids. Some of these guys do have a life outside the facility. So you hope when they're in the building, they're giving you their best. I mean, I get the sense that because he missed the amount of games and that's just who Dak is as a competitor, he, is, he feels very locked in this year, particularly in this stretch. I think he, when you talk to him, he talks about how special this team is. Uh, one, th- one thing that he brought up yesterday was talking to defensive coaches more than he ever has in his career here. The conversations he has with Dan Quinn, the conversations he has with Joe Witt, uh, with Aiden, I always say Aiden Durds. Adam Dirty. Man, I screw it up every time. Okay. Uh, but the conversations that he has with those guys – and how it helps the team. So he knows how special it is. I think the frustrating part is how do you get an entire locker room to lock in? And I'm not saying that they aren't. I'm just saying it seems like consistency seems to be an issue for some of these guys. When you said about Dak, uh, I can't remember how you worded it exa- exactly, but him wanting, you know, playing well and, and and wanting to be there for the team and doing all that stuff, it just made me think of he's never said this, but there's also a part of him that is loving being out there right now and playing healthy. Agreed. Because it's one thing that you can almost take that for granted in your career when you're just like, no, I, I play 16 games every year. Just not, and then it's just one injury after another to a point where you're just like, what is it going to be next? And now you're out there these last few weeks playing healthy football. That's got to be a lot of fun for for somebody. I don't I don't see him taking any of these games for granted. Not that he would before, but s- specifically because of all these injuries he's had over. Yeah, and and he when he came back from the injuries last year when he'd bounced back from them, I felt like you. You'd watch the way he played it. It still didn't feel like he was totally comfortable in his right. health and uncomfortable in his own durability. I feel like this time that he's come back, it's you know there there's no limitations and he's he's fine. You know, bowling his shoulder and, and just saying. I think he's reached a point after those four or five injuries over the course of what eighteen weeks or whatever spread over a couple of years, eighteen weeks of play. Uh, I, I think he feels kind of like now it's just like you know what I, I can't play timid I, I i can't limit myself i just need to play my game I watched, and i think he looks comfortable doing it i watched that hour-long video that your boy did kurt warner i know you oh, really yeah, yeah. he so does those favorite. breakdowns of, of different quarterbacks and i watched the one he did uh it was basically on Dak, but it was after the packers loss and there were just little throws and things like that he's like Dak makes these all the time this one's just off little things like that and I, again Dak's never said this but i i think that it could be some of that in your head like worrying about hitting your hand on a helmet or something like that that happens normally but that's usually when you don't have screws in your hand you're not because i haven't noticed him when you watch that hour long break breakdown that Kurt Warner did i haven't noticed Dak look like that the last few weeks it's interesting when when they're winning we're we're looking for stuff trying to find something and look they're not a perfect team there's going to be things you point to um i kind of want to pick back up on what you had spoken about and go around the room here. What's your concern level of the penalties? Another Thanksgiving Day game, multiple flags out here, and it's good enough for you to beat the Giants. But, you know, you run out here with 10, 12 flags in a playoff game. It's going to be a problem. You know, I've had some interesting conversations with the guys because 
you know, as I we've talked about it last year, most heavily penalized team. This year, they're averaging seven and a half penalties. They're number two behind Denver. Yeah, number two behind Denver. That's right. And the reason why it's an issue is because when we talk about the third down conversions, uh, a lack of creativity from the playbook, all of that goes out the window when you're getting behind the chains. And so it's limiting what they would typically call, you know, in a, in a third and three situation. Now it's a third and 15. I do think the cadence is an issue because you didn't have Dak there with some of the younger, like, offensive linemen, and he didn't play in the preseason. So I see, I still think they're – they talked about it this week. Having even coaches and individual drills mimic the cadence so they get that down. Okay, that seems simple. The other thing I thought was interesting was I had a player tell me they thought in the Giants game that they were mimicking the snap count, the d- defense, which defense can't do. But they were noticing that a lot, and it wasn't getting called. So I thought that was kind of fascinating. But, uh, well, just one other level to this. We were joking with Ezekiel Elliott about the fact in the Minnesota game, they only had six penalties for 39 yards, and that's because they were on a silent count. And so I said to Zeke, I was like, well, why not just do a silent count? And he was joking. So you're going to reinvent football. Like, you don't do that at away games. And I'm like, at home games, I said, I hear you. But then he came up to me in the locker room, and it was kind of funny. Zeke goes, hey. That actually wasn't a bad idea. I see your logic there. He goes, go talk to Dak about it. So I sort of asked Dak about it, and he said, I see what you're saying. And actually, and I got it confirmed, the Cardinals do do a silent count at home. Like, they're going to do it this week at times against the Patriots. Um, But he thought ultimately other teams would pick up on it. That's why he said, you know, ultimately you're going to get the head nods. Opposing defenses are going to see that. So, But it's it's, I got the sense that – by Zeke coming I was back there, up I was to there when you asked right, by the the fact that Zeke came back up to you it was like not a bad idea. It's like they're still trying to find solutions themselves. Maybe you got to think outside the box. There are no that, bad ideas. That's what I thought was interesting about the conversation. Not like, hey, Jane, you've come up with a great idea. It's more we're actually looking for any ideas. That's kind of fascinating. Which goes back. which they won't do, by the way. But but you just talking over, overall. It's a focus. Okay, you're Minnesota. Okay, we got to focus. Mm-hmm. Now even when you're in Green Bay, you know we're, we're there for that game. You know, you had to focus. So maybe you're at home. You just kind of take it for granted. I, I can see some of that. Go ahead. Jim. Yeah, with the penalties, I don't think it'll matter these next three weeks. I think they'll still win the games even with penalties. It's when you play Philadelphia, mm-hmm. when you play playoff teams, and I hate to make it just this simple, but. You just go back, look at that box score from the 49ers lost in the playoffs, and if you do those two things against any of these playoff teams, you're going to go home again, too. Correct. And that's 14 penalties against the 49ers, gave up a buck 70 rushing. Do that against any of those teams in the playoffs, your season's over. So it's not going to matter those things in what you mentioned. I don't think they're going to matter the next three weeks. No. But you can't keep doing those things and then all of a sudden go, oh, no, no, when we play good teams, we won't do that anymore. That was just, we'll take, that, we'll take it serious this time. No, you can't because there's patterns that come with that. I, I mean, the penalties are, are obviously an issue, but like, I think it is for for maybe just a little devil's advocate. Like, not all penalties are created equal, obviously. And so, like, some of these focus penalties and issues like that, I think those reek of an undisciplined team. I think when some of these are just over-aggression or, or whatever else, like, like Mike McCarthy talked about that, I think, on Monday, where he was like, you don't necessarily want to – coach the the aggressiveness out of some of these guys like like you know Tyler you, Smith is who they often you, talk about yeah you want to you want to kind of bring it under control as best you can but you don't want to ask a guy to change who he is and and what makes him a good player and so there's that aspect the other aspect is and Babe Laufenberg brought this up with uh with us this morning on 105 through the fan 
2013, Seattle, Denver, two teams go to the Super Bowl. They were the two most penalized teams in the NFL. A couple years ago, Kansas City was like the second most penalized team in the NFL. They win the Super Bowl. It's not always an indictment that, that just kills your season. I think it's about what types of penalties you're committing is a, is a big indicator. Um, and, and I think when some of these are happening, like it, it's there's a first and 10 false start. I think Dallas can overcome first and 15. If there's a third and seven false start or a third and seven holding, it's like, okay, that's where you're putting yourself in some really bad positions. I'll All just right. say this. Since I've covered the Cowboys going back to 2011, there's never been a time like there has been for me this last year where I'm looking at, Who's the ref crew that's calling this Cowboys game? Yes, you just would never do that. And now it's like that's gonna that's gonna dictate. I remember going into the 49ers game. That was what, oh, this is a crew that caused a lot of penalties, and you're just like, oh, that's not gonna be good for the Cowboys. I just don't remember that would ever to the ki- Saints all the time. I just don't. <laughs> okay, and I bet you it didn't happen to the Saints when they won the Super Bowl. So again, the only reason I'm bringing that up is because nobody should be surprised if that is an issue in a game that sends them home. By the way, if you ever want to know about that, Rick Goslin tweets them out, and uh, he, he's he does on a great it. Job, great job. This week is Carl Sheffers, so. and he's calls the most flags in the league. Just follow Beamer either. You oh, can you follow him too. He'll tell you. So just Bye. call me. I'll let you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So he's he and Rick Goslin are working together. Here. Uh, let's take a break. Um, what needs to happen for this defense to become great? I ask you all the question because I had someone from NBC Sports ask me this question this morning as they were prepping for that Cowboy-Colts game, which will be on NBC by Sunday night. Football, John Mishota, Bobby Belt, Jane Slater. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is the Media Mash. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling. United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash here on a Thursday moving into Sunday as the Cowboys will take on the Baltimore no, it's the Indianapolis Colts. Damn. Yeah. Giant United suit up? That's like 40 years Actually, ago. And because I was just looking at a Max Duggan tweet, he won the Johnny uh, United Award. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. He, is he, uh, yeah. The Baltimore Colts. Yeah, yeah. So uh, big weekend for Jerry World, by the way. Uh, big 12 championship game, Saturday at 11 a.m. And then you got— You uh, going to that? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yes. I, I guess you do work for a place that would be covering a team from Fort Worth. That would make sense. Yeah, I didn't yeah, think about that. I'm going to go cover my classmates. I was interested in going to the game when it looked like it could potentially be TCU, Texas. TCU, Kansas State just doesn't move the needle. For it's me. a lot of purple, man. That's going to be the purple. most purple stadium of all time. Purple, man. You know, Prince was playing. There's just a part of me that was like, there? Texas to be able to play spoiler on TCU. You know, I am. Guy. I absolutely am. You, you, that's Guilty as charged. You're brand absolutely, guy. I am. You know, I, I, I'm a football guy. Okay. Me and Jason get football guys. Okay? Oh, yeah. 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 You and Jason who? Garrett, yeah, he I mean, says that. Bestie. Walk out there with a fight shirt I'm on, joking. baby. <laughs> <laughs> I always, whenever I think of you, I always think of Jason Garrett. You guys oh, are just so, talk, you guys are every, so much every, alike. Every Sunday night. You know, yeah. I, okay, I see Nui and I think RKG. My, 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 my co-worker, my fellow NBC guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jason, yeah. yes, yes. So I got That's a call. Cool. I got a call this week from NBC Sports. And they from Jason? To, they wanted to get some uh, information there. Uh, Jason can go to Babe Laufenberg. They're still tight. Uh-huh. You can get all his info there. So, Wait, explain that story a little bit more. Said if Jason wants any information, go to Babe Laufenberg because they're still tight. They're 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 very they're they're best. No, friends. I agree. But why did NBC call you about Jason? No, they, no. They, <laughs> about the Cowboys and Colts. See, I'm trolling oh, and I've I'm trolling and I've confused her. Okay, you off your phone? You off your computer? Focus, focus. Says the guy falling hey. asleep. Hey, yesterday. <laughs> during, yeah, yeah during, she she needs the Mike McCarthy yeah. pep talk for focus. During yesterday's show, Clarence was sitting here writing out a complete story. Yes, like he was doing no, a story. No, Clarence literally did. He literally did a whole story. The Cowboys are literally. Bottom of the barrel for talent. Yeah. <laughs> All of us. Yeah. Us. This, this ragtag bunch. Sorry, Derek and Nick. <laughs> so, so I got a uh, got a call and they said, Nui, what does this defense need to become great? And it took me a minute. It took me a minute to just kind of get through it because I was like, great? These defense? Uh, can you use that word? But anyway. How do you define great? I'll tell you what I said, but I want to hear in your mind. What would you have said to that person at NBC Sports who asked me the question? What needs to happen for this defense oh, this to become great? Miss Can... NFL Media, I'm going to give you ladies first. I mean, they've drink got my the energy n- drink. I mean, they've got this. the number one. They've got the number one <laughs> pass rush. They've got three guys averaging five sacks at least. It feels like they've turned the corner on the run D. I mean, we, when we went through Dalvin Cook, Keep 11 going, carries, 72 yards, 11 carries for 39 yards of Saquon Barkley. I don't know if Jonathan Taylor's going to be that much of a test. He's only had one 100-yard game. Two. Two mm-hmm. this season? I thought he only had one. Nope, two. Jerk. <laughs> um, Twice your producer, Jane. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm here back to make you look good. <laughs> sure, I, DJ Khaled. For them to be great, I don't know what else they need to do. For them go to be back great, to they, need, draft. they need the offense to step up for them to be great. Okay. No, you go back James to that Micah draft. No, you go. go. Go back to that Micah draft. What did they want? 
they they wanted another corner if opposite you, Diggs. If you get another shutdown corner that like would be taking the ball away opposite of Trayvon Diggs, obviously not many teams have two shutdown corners. I'm saying, but if you got that on their side, and I like Anthony Brown. I think Anthony Brown's fine. I actually think if Anthony Brown was to go down and you had to go with one of those other corners, I think that would be a major problem on this team. I yep. agree. I'm just saying, but if you're in your scenario where you can take it one step higher, let's pretend that they already had Micah Parsons on their team. If you add like J.C. Horn on the other side or Patrick Sertan on top of that, I, I, I think this defense would be great. All right. Uh, but you would have given get, up Micah Parsons. No, I'm then. saying if you already had him on the yeah, team. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. In a get, perfect get, world type get, thing. The, what yeah. would make them great, give me either or either Anthony Brown starts figuring things out, which he's been fine, but he's yeah. not been as good as he was last year. Give me Anthony Brown as good as he was last year or figure out the run defense. Because I still don't think you figured out the run defense. You were better against Minnesota, but they also had to throw the ball a lot. You were still giving up like six yards per carry in the little bit that they had to do it. Giants was was more effective. Yes, they were more effective this last week. That's good. Uh, but I got to see it for a couple more weeks. So I think consistently taking away efficient running games, because you're not getting a whole bunch of volume runners, but they're efficiently running the ball. And I think they're 25th in the NFL in yards per attempt allowed on the ground. And so fix that or... Get Anthony Brown play more consistently. I think that helps a ton. Let me be clear when we said that about. Believe me, I'm factoring this in. Micah has to be on the team because Micah is what makes them great. Oh, 100%. You can be good without Micah Parsons. Micah gives them a chance to be great. I would not take any defensive player in the league over Micah Parsons. If you didn't have Micah Parsons, is probably a better question. If you were to lose him to an injury this year. I think you'd still be a good defense, uh, but I don't that think that you'd the have... universe, guys. Come on. I'm, not, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, well, I mean, he's would, played through injuries, so... He's, I, know, I mean, he, yeah. to me, is losing your quarterback on defense. He'd be like uh, no losing, losing Dak Prescott no, because yeah. he allows other guys around him to be great because yep. you allow him to roam. And as he said yesterday, said, I've only got one job, get to the quarterback. That's his... He, he talked about how every week when he heads into a game, his biggest focus is get to the quarterback. That's his assignment. So, God, I hope that doesn't come back to bite me just by, to your point, putting that in the universe. No, I, uh, I think you put no, out no, a no, jinx. No. You're good. <laughs> what I what said, was, yeah, what's yours? What I said to the person was, um, there's no such thing as a great defense that can't stop the run. You know, you talk about the Giants in 86, the Bears in 85, the Joe Green Steelers teams, the Dallas Doomsday defenses. You weren't running on them. And that's what they have to to fix. And And I said – they're now getting the opportunity during this AFC South Classic of three straight games in a row, and they get to Philadelphia. You need to show that you can stop the run. And if you can stop the run, then, hey, you can be great. But I just don't know. I mean, maybe do you, somebody tell me if I'm crazy. No, no, no I agree with you. I just I think they have the talent that they – and with Dan Quinn, I think they can get to a level where they'll never be the top run. I think they can get to a level where it's good enough to pair with an elite pass rush defense. And, again, going back to your point yesterday, thing, it's the James Harden thing. If you can just get everybody bought in, you know the talent's there. You just got to get them bought in to well, do that one particular thing. let me ask you the thing. other question. It, can you have the number one ranked pass rush – if you've got a top 10 run defense as well, like aren't you giving up something in order to be great at something else? 49ers the don't reason- give anything up. No. I mean, 49ers are good across. The biggest thing is that they can't be so soft on the edges. That's been their big problem. The the defensive end opposite Demarcus Lawrence has given up the edge way too often this year. And I I don't know that there's an easy fix for that. No, running on the perimeter is clearly what's been their biggest issue. That's how you attack them. When that Indomitian Sioux deal went down with him signing with the Eagles, and there was a lot of people on Twitter. That that doesn't fix the problem. Yeah, that's not fixing the problem of what – for this particular team. So so that that was just my my opinion there. And and then they – uh, the other question was asked to say something, you know, what, what can you say positive about 
you know, Mike McCarthy and the coaching job he did. And and that was easy. That was, For me, that was easy. I talked about you – know, <laughs> I thought you said that wasn't easy. That's no, what I thought you yeah, said. I, 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 we all I saw like, oh, We all heard it. Okay. Oh, here no, we go, no, Newey. No, no, that was easy. I mean, I, I rolled off a bunch of superlatives. I talked about Cooper Rush out of the gate. Yeah. I was like, you know, okay, how many how many guys are going 4-1 and one with, uh, with Cooper Rush as their quarterback, the only loss to a team who at the time was unbeaten, the Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of people say he's the number one team in the league right now. Um, you have not had your left tackle play. Your starting running back is missed time. Your starting tight end is missed time. Two of your safeties have missed time back there. You've had to go out here with rookies uh, like Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot and get contributions from them. Uh, I just listed the whole the, the thing of how many guys they've had to play and how they've had to develop players. Uh, Tyler Smith, who didn't spend any time uh, at left tackle, I said, you know, you've got to give him credit there. I talked about the McCarthy situation. We all went into training camp saying, hey, man, um, Call, call a realtor. Be ready. Yeah. Um, Sean Payne could come in here. Dan Quinn. We got people lined up for this man's job. And Jeff Saturday. I think he was put Charles Haley out there before oh, okay. they put him around here. But Mark Colombo is going to come in. Uh, no. no. <laughs> it would be Marcus Spears is the no, equivalent. Will, there we go. Yeah. Riot, but they bring that dude back around for anything. Mark Colombo? Yes. Let's not deep dive. I'm a, I'm a, I'm yes. a Mark Colombo stan. Oh, well, this this table is definitely divided. Mm. Oh, don't give me that look. I love everybody, personally. Okay, Bobby. No, <laughs> thank, you, thank you for that, Bobby. You must, you must not be dealing with Colombo too much at the time. But I love any, everybody. A, a, anyway, uh, it no, wasn't hard to, to nail off a bunch of things about Mike McCarthy and what he's The kicking situation. We love Oxnard, man. I, I, I had no hope. I remember somebody drafted uh, Maher in our fantasy league, and I just laughed at him. Like, what are you doing? Guy's crushing it what right now. No, he, he's my kicker now. When picked him up, <laughs> yeah. picked him up on my fantasy team. So yeah. I mean, um, he's just. I, and I also talked about the culture. I said this guy's culture is good around here. And while I didn't take a shot at Jason Garrett since he worked at NBC, I did say he's about to do something um, that we have not seen around here since the nineties. They're going to win ten games. They've had back to back ten win seasons since Switzer yep. was the head coach here. We're, we're and with all of, to your point, the injuries, the starters, like we had the Indianapolis Colts, Lara Overton on our show, and she was talking about the struggles of the offensive line. You know, they don't have their left tackle. They've got a rookie at left tackle. They've got a second-year guy at, uh, at on the right side. I'm like, that's what the Cowboys are dealing with. You know, you haven't really have a service, haven't had a serviceable quarterback in Matt Ryan this season that you had to bench twice and bring Sam Ellinger in. Um, and so you just look at some of the things that Mike has overcome. And I also think the leadership council – those guys bring up that leadership council so much, and you, uh, the Cowboys had that on some level. But as it was described to me by someone in the building, and again, I'm not trying to take shots at Jason Garrett. He would ask for your feedback, but not really want it. Like one of those guys that says, "You know, I'd love your opinion on this, but they don't. They really just want you to validate the opinion they already have." And it sounds like when you hear these guys talk about Mike McCarthy, he's always like. All right, that sounds interesting, with the exception of the ping pong table that I think got removed for Micah Parsons. But oh. it sounds like, like for instance, the penalties, uh, I think Clarence wrote about it today. We were talking to a player who told us, if you create a penalty out here on the practice field this week, you sit out on the play. You're bringing up the, that was a suggestion of the leadership council. And so it's just those little things, I think, that go a long way with some of these guys. Good stuff. Good stuff there. So I was very complimentary of Mike McCarthy. I also spoke about Dan Quinn and his ability to handle that situation here. Uh, and he spoke about, hey, if I was a younger coach, at the press conference, if I was a younger coach, I, I, I'd, uh, I'd had some issues with how Jerry went about the situation, but he didn't. So, And I, I had this this bone, not bone, but this this stance now because people talk, well, you know what? They don't win in the playoffs. Is he gone? I said, I know this. 
Mike McCarthy will be coaching somewhere in the National Football League next mm-hmm. year, whether it's the Dallas Cowboys, whether he's coaching Carolina, Denver, uh, Indiana, any, any, you know, any of these jobs that are going to open up. If Mike McCarthy is not coaching here, they would be wise to get him because um, what I have seen, especially since that first year, I don't. I, I know Cowboy fans get frustrated, but I really don't understand how you can't because I can't emphasize this enough. They're going to win ten games. With back, all of their setbacks this right, year. Back, and think about what they did last year with all of their setbacks. That's that's that's, that's, co- that's coaching, man. That that is good coaching. And and I think sometimes we we can it's funny, man, how, how this work this works. And Ryan Day over at Ohio State's going through it right now. Um people have forgotten the dudes lost a total of sixty games because the two he lost to the same team. Well, and people forget about that. Too. You know Especially what? when you lose those two in like back to back years, and you only lost twice in like seventeen years, and and that's your old rival. Yes. Told you before the show. No, no. I, I, once again, <laughs> I'm going to tell him what I told you. I lived in Cleveland during the John Cooper years. Yeah. These ain't the John Cooper years. You, you, I, and we, I, and people, I understand that, but there are people like Ezekiel Elliott who never in their life have they ever even thought of that as being a real serious rivalry. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden it looks like that. Well, ask Texas fans when John McAbee came to town, how many mm-hmm. rivalries just went down the drain. Rice, TCU, yeah. you know, 29-year 29, 29 streaks. Cycles, man, it happens. It happens. But once again, it just shows you how tough these jobs are. And then where you're at, you know, Ohio State, right. the Cowboys, you get no grace. They, they yep. give you no grace. Oh, man, you lost twice. Get at it. I mean, it's about hiring Luke Fickle. Like, really? But that's that's the nature. You don't win here. I mean, they if they if they go out in the first round, it's going to be a whole same thing. He's not the right guy. He's not this. It's, it's the nature of the jobs. But I have an appreciation for what I have seen the past two years of Mike McCarthy since that first year. We asked for the mulligan, what he's done. Lord knows when I look at the last 10 that they gave Jason Garrett, I never saw this over, you know, two years span nope. for this. So I think it's been pretty good. Let's hit a break. When we come back, we'll get Bobby's thoughts on Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Bobby, I, I got thoughts about other things that are on Twitter right now. <laughs> he was so engaged in our conversation. He was scrolling Twitter. It, it's, it's all good. I'm going to show you during the break. Don't worry about Hey, Bobby, <laughs> the check coming anyway. Jane Slater, Bobby Belt, John Michaud, and New East Coast Media. He's got to fall an invoice first. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. 
When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Media Mash. Media Mash here on Thursday. Jane Slater of NFL Media. Bobby Belt of 105.3 The Fan and Jane Slater's producer over NFL Media. Yo. Um, John Rich. Yo. (laughs) He's outgrown me, man. He's like, he's everywhere here. Thanks for still showing up and helping me. Media look mogul. Good. How, how does that work on Speaking your Sundays? Speaking of outgrown, this man up here on the TV. How, how, how does that work on your Sundays with Jane? Uh, like if it's a noon or a three o'clock, I'll get there at six a.m. and then we'll start oh. doing live shots around eight oh seven, and then terrible do live shots all the way up till noon. Then if it's three o'clock game, we'll start shooting uh, practice footage up till three. Watch the game. Go back down after the game. Interview whoever won. And then we get cut from NFL Network, and then I start pulling locker audio for the fan, and then do the post game. And then he's Brian a, and I record after the post game. He's ends. a machine. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like fun. That's more work than her. It's a oh, lot. <laughs> I have to get up two hours ahead of him to get pretty. She does. She well, does, and still shows you, up an hour late. You chose to do that. I mean, you, you have to do that, Jane. You can choose to. You're just... fired. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, 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 I'm not. Network. I'm not even kidding. My wife has Recent told me. Applications. My wife told me working with Jane has made me a better husband. She said that she said because you have to like look out and make sure she doesn't like like her hair's right and this she's like it makes you it, it has you notice more things about me. And I was like, I okay, also tell cool. you that you need to spend a little bit more time at home with Kristen. You do and your girls, and you need to take care of wifey. Yeah, she's like my therapist. When I say too. he outpointed his coverage, Kristen's a gem. I love his wife. It is. It's it's aggressive. <laughs> Since you're just throwing shade. I'm not throwing shade at was, all. I think his first or it. second year, he's a really good gift giver. And so I wanted to get him something nice. And so I wanted to get him a gift card to get some like professional button up shirts or whatever. And Kristen's like, I love that. But he's going to get very offended by this. And so it was like, <laughs> our, like our, trying, our trying to get Bobby Belt a makeover was, was good uh, times. I'm over here. Yeah. Well, Houston Cougars today. You don't like button ups? I was wearing my Yo MTV rap shirt yesterday. She didn't like that either. He just likes to say provocative things and do annoying stuff. I mean, God Not bless. Accurate. Kristen is literally a saint. <laughs> I don't say provocative things. So for this, so for During this Sunday, segment. since it's seven o'clock game, was the schedule still two the o'clock same? call time? I just got her call sheet. Yeah, we got a reprieve. Uh, week one when it was Tom no. Brady, we had to be there at. Well, I'll get there at like 7.15 because um, our first live shot's at 8. And then we do the show until 12. And then that day I went home and tried to take a little power nap and come back. But that was a long one. And then remember, Dad got hurt. And then we were on t- that was yeah. that was brutal. And then I was out a little bit too late the night before. Uh, 
Drowning My Sorrows, Texas-Alabama game. And then I think that was the last Texas game I watched this year. Um, so, yeah, uh, no, I'll you, be asleep and in bed on, on most game days by 9 o'clock. You allowed yourself to think they were going to beat Alabama? I'm a dreamer. They should have if Quinn Ewers didn't get knocked out. I'm a dreamer. Oh, okay, Colt McCoy. National or if Sark just doesn't call the game like a coward. Okay. But, you know, my adopted team is TCU, <laughs> uh, so I'm looking for my hypnotoad. Uh, sweatshirt that's coming in the mail here pretty soon. I'm sure if you call Sonny shout Dyke, out Mark Cohen. I'm sure if you call Sonny Dykes, he will send you a nicest guy in the world. If you ask him, he's t- Mark he's- Cohen's my man. Anytime I want a TCU hookup, he okay. takes care of me. All right. Uh, so John, on a Sunday for you, like this coming up night game, what's your what, what's your day? What's your call time? What are you? Oh, I'm completely opposite of them. Uh, <laughs> so like you guys will be sleeping before I even leave the stadium. I I I love working after the game, and there's like nobody in the press box. So do you ever grab a beer up there? No, never. Never, never, never. Isn't it never. funny to you that some of the guys used to pour beers after the game? I mean, there are and then they still, drive home. I, no, I, no, I, I mean, feel like most of the visiting media are the ones who take part in that because it's yeah. like, oh, this is a, a, a unique thing. I just have never been a one one beer person. I've never been. Oh, I'm just going to go have a beer with friends or whatever. Either I'm going to drink to drink or I'm not going to drink. That's at all. me. Go big or go home. Exactly. Um, so 7:30 game. I don't know. I'll probably get there around three or four, but I'll probably be there. If they don't kick us out of the press box, I could probably be there till like two in the morning, you That's know, depending insane. on it. Really? Yeah. Because I do a podcast right after just so that my producer can get it up like while I'm writing. Um, and then with The Athletic, you know, there's not like, you know, when I was at the morning news, when you're writing for a newspaper, there's a word count limit because you got to fill it into a space. Well, with The Athletic, you can write as much as you want. And so there's a part of me that's like, well, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to give every single thing that I can give. Look at this guy. And he so leaves that, everything on, on print. Right, yeah, so that I can write something longer right after the game. So, yeah, people that probably want to read the game story that aren't going to stay up till 2 in the morning or whatever, when they wake up at like 8, that's like everything. So I'm not follow, I'm not doing a follow the next day. I have everything that's, that's in there, you know. So the biggest thing that would make all of our jobs easier, and I know that you, you probably feel the same way, is if there was just some type of a transcription service that oh, God, if you could just plug amazing. in the audio – and then it transcribed it for you, which in 2022, you think that that would be. And there are services like that. Don't get me wrong. Say, man, guys, but the problem is, is that they're extremely inaccurate. I was especially send when, you. I send, I send you the Jerry automatic transcript. <laughs> but again, I'm very big on I know. Nobody has ever and nobody ever will tell me that I've misquoted them. I, I've always no. taken that very serious. So he even if you send that to serious. me, I'm going to still I'm going to still go through it and make sure that I have like of the course. quote, right? But 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 it gives you a shell to It edit. gives you a shell, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying 2022, sure. you'd think that there'd be something by now. That boom, boom, boom. We're sending, like, we're sending civilians to space. Right. Why don't we have this? Yeah. I, I will give you a quick shout out, though. There is truly – sometimes I, I want you to get a life, and I mean that yeah. in the best way yeah, possible. She says John. that to me, too. Because <laughs> yeah. literally, John lives and breathes content on his Twitter. Yeah. It's one of my favorite follows. <laughs> uh, he's transcribing everything that is said in these press conferences, which I've sort of given up on these days. It's just because I found myself misquoting one this year. I thought he yeah. said bump and uh, grind instead of on the bump and run. But you literally, I mean, you, <laughs> you work tirelessly. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. I don't want you to change, John. No. I want you to keep living your best life. I just want to, and Jane and I have talked about this. This is funny. I don't know if I should bring this up, but I will. You should. One of our biggest regrets would be leaving this market and this team win a Super Bowl. Because they would just be looking back like, I spent all this time. I just wanted to cover the Cowboys with one Super Bowl. Like, I got offered a move a couple of years ago. when uh, I wasn't going to bring this up. Things were a little contentious around here uh, over that whole 
Mike Nolan defensive coaches report. And so I was offered Miami, Tampa, and Jacksonville, and I strongly considered it. But then I literally, we I think we had had this conversation. Yeah. I'm like, it would be just my luck that I would, after 10 years of covering this team in the small market, the local radio and TV station, I feel invested. I've got yep. sweat equity in this team. <laughs> I would really love to cover Super Bowl. 100%. I feel the exact same way. Growing up in the 90s in Michigan with the, the Cowboys, Cowboys always on TV. Jackets, exactly. Everyone had everyone's got, and, and just the thought that like I could even ever have this job to cover the team. And then for them to ever get back to even close to what they were in the '90s, and I get I get to cover that team. If I left and didn't get to do that, I would. I there would be so much FOMO. And my rookie season was a fun season because you felt like, wow, yeah, there's some magic here, and it was the rookies and Dak, and yeah. And then you just see how hard it is for them to find their way back right. to it. But to your point, Nui, I mean, I was around here, Vinny Testaverde years. Like, there was a rough years. Quincy yeah. Carter. Henson, there was some rough years yeah. around here. I was there for yeah, all that. Yeah, it would be tough to keep constantly going back. And not and only back that, because that. I do cover other teams in the league, It there is no other team, no other locker room, no other way we cover it, no other – I truly love the beat reporters. Like I really do enjoy everyone I work with. It's not like that everywhere else. And so I, I, I would, I don't think people like Jason Garrett always says it's an honor and a privilege, you know, to be a Dallas Cowboy. I feel that way sometimes about being a member of the media. And I think you do too. Absolutely. hundred percent. Look at us getting all nostalgic and weepy about this uh, yeah. job. I, I know what it's like to leave a market and, and watch everything. Oh yeah. We've talked about this. Yeah. Calvin Watkins does too. Yeah. I, I left Los Angeles two months later, the Lakers, Started the first of their three championships. That would bug you me a little bit. Yeah, that right there would bug me a little bit. Yeah. But the part that really puts me over the top, because I forget about it sometimes, is like, man, that was right when USC started to roll in football, too. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you, no, no, I'm, going, I'm, I'm going down the list. You got a lot of run out of that Shaq impersonation on 103.3, though. Still do. <laughs> yes, sir. So so, so you got you got that happened. So that happened. Mm-hmm. Paul Hackett gets fired. Uh, they hire Pete Carroll. Mm. I miss that. The doggone L.A. Sparks. WBA starts winning championships. L.A. Galaxy wins a championship. The Angels win the World Series. Oh, Sounds right. to me like you were a jinx in the market. The yeah. Ducks <laughs> win the Stanley Cup. That's Clarence for the Cowboys. If you 100%. Line up where we got to get, start... get him off. The... <laughs> Poor Jose. This is his last year. Uh, oh, Channel 8 right. photographer Jose Gant. This is his last year. Uh, Jose, right. Jose was here for the for the 90s, Cowboys. So oh, Jose's, yeah, Jose's okay, good. Yeah. So Clarence, yeah. Was Clarence not no. here for the 90s? No, no he was 97. We no, got to no, sacrifice him. We got to get him out of here. Yeah, yeah, he's out. So <laughs> the, the, only, the, the, the best part was I, I at least was there for all but two months of the Lakers season. And had season tickets. Shaq and Kobe. Season tickets. Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, Pete Carroll at the same time. Yeah, I would definitely. I would that bother me. Hey, look, man, <laughs> Paul Korea, Tamu Solani, they they win the cup. I mean, you got Troy Gloss and and a bunch of those guys from the Angels, Mike Sosha, who yeah. who and I was there when Sosha, you know, didn't get the Dodger job mm-hmm. and and then went to the Angels and then he finally. So oh, there was some the Lakers run though, and that USC run is like the Cowboys '90s. That's like iconic. That's the reason those ones. Would but I always me the love most. when people ask me, they're like, "So what's next for you?" I'm like. I just want to, yeah, yeah. what's next is just keeping my job. 100%. Yeah. And I, I literally 100%. say, you're going to have to drag me off yeah. of this beat. And Well, oh. you still do a lot of NFL stuff on top of it. There's people that think that I want to get to a level where I'm just covering the NFL. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> like, I'm so busy with just cowboy <laughs> stuff on too. social media. I can't so even much, imagine all the other stuff. And that's why sometimes, even when I would do Good Morning Football, it would be a little exhausting. Because when do I ever look at the AFC? And right. so a lot of times... 
I think because you cover the NFL or I sit down, you know, at a bar and guys want to talk football, I'm like, I am so locked in and myopic on the Cowboys that you almost have blinders sometimes that you you are not keeping up with the rest of the league. Like, I'm not watching no, NFL not. now because I'm on TV or I'm right. in a press no. conference room or whatever. So No, you're not. You're not. All right, we'll end it uh, with this. The worst part of leaving Los Angeles, I sold my home, hmm. and my next-door neighbor ran the HOA. He was a porn star, and he filmed in the backyard. A guy named Vince Boyer. Greatest neighbor I've ever had. Okay. For John well, Mishota, Bobby Beth, James Slater, I'm Newey Scruggs. That's a media match. <laughs> This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?